Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, the prototypical protagonist for many Studio Ghibli films, a ravished wasteland, a mysterious golden grain, a city that thrives on slave traders, amazing watercolor artwork, and a very faithful Yakul. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 497, Hayao Miyazaki's Shuna's Journey. Hello and welcome to the very special episode of the Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you're doing well today. And I know I'm not my usual excited, super happy self, but the reason why is because this is a more serious episode and I feel I should be a little more serious. If you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com. And if you have any questions, you can email me personally at com. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the review of the episode. Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated unto me that it'd be reviewing a manga that was written by one of the greatest anime directors of all time and one of the greatest mangakas of all time. We're talking about Hayao Miyazaki. Yes, the creator of Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind. One of the founders of Studio Ghibli and someone who is truly a monumentous artist, activist, and man in general. But not a great father but I digress. So this was published by Takumi Shoten. It was released in the United States by First Second Publishing. I've reviewed stuff from them before, and this is arguably, I think, one of their best releases possible because the dust jacket on this looks great, and the undercover is, well, fascinating, but I digress. This was released originally in Animage Jujubukan Magazine. It is a shonen series that came out in 1983, May 1983. It had two volumes, but has been released not as your standard Tonkabon. No, this has actually been released as a hardcover novel with a dust jacket and an imprint on the actual tangible cover. There's actually a gold imprint of the title on there. It's a beautiful release, for what I gotta say. And for the reason is this is not actually a manga. This is a Imona Gatari, which is more of a picture book with long. Uh, comments on the side and then we get the story so more picture book than manga there's a couple of word bubbles but not that many but i digress so what is this adventure story i'm talking about well it is known originally as shuna no tabi or in english it is known as shuna's journey and this is actually the third recording for me describing what the story is about because it is so hard not to spoil everything so suffice to say the story is about a prince who's trying to save his family and his village from famine by finding these mysterious golden seeds. And on the journey that he undertakes, he finds out about the harshness of the real world and more importantly, finds himself and maybe is rescued along the way. This is based on a Tibetan story called The Prince Who Turned Into a Dog. However, there is no prince turning into a dog and this is actually the foundation for several of Hayao Miyazaki's stories. It was actually written at the same time as Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind. And it was completed a couple of months in the middle of that period when he was making the film. So you see tons of references and elements that were utilized in Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind and in several other stories. For example, the main character who looks like a male version of Nausicaa, with the hat, with the rifle, with the robe, is traversing the land on a journey on top of his horned beast known as a yakul hints to ashitaka here the scenery itself is referenced in everything from tales of earth sea to 
back to Nausicaa, and even Howl's Moving Castle, there are all these elements that were taken from this story. Even the end of this story was utilized by uh, Ursula Le Guin in the fourth Tales of the Earthsea saga series. So there's that going on. This is a very important book. And I don't call it a manga, I call it a book, because this is one of those ones where it is unique and different. Because this is uh, Imonogatari, it's not a manga. There aren't a lot of word bubbles. Uh, there is a narrative and a story, don't get me wrong, but mainly the art speaks for itself. And then when you have the comments which are written in the sides about the story, it just adds to the narrative. And the art is beautiful, it's watercolor. All of it is watercolor. And it has that Miyazaki feel. It feels like you're looking at a storyboard for a movie that never happened. And apparently, uh, Hayao Miyazaki did not want to make a film about this because at the time, Castle of Cagliastro had failed and he didn't think it would have been worth it. I honestly would love to see this animated. I know Studio Ghibli's been making lots of these little short films. I want to see this made into a film. I would love to see this. I would petition this to be made into a film. It is a beautiful piece of work that just... I, I can't describe it. I read this to Greta, and she was spellbound by it. Not just by the artwork, by the details in the story, and just how it, it twists and changes expectation. It is a Miyazaki story where you have all the elements of... You have a protagonist who is trying to save his people, but unlike other protagonists, he is an altruistic. He's not a pacifist. He's someone who will kill to protect people. And you even have a female protagonist who does show up, who isn't someone who's a damsel in distress. And it's not a, oh, it's a chance meeting, and this person's just going to save this person because of this reason. No. It's a reuniting with this person. And all these elements make this story timeless and at the same time it's fresh it's new it's something which you have never read before and while there's only two named characters in the entire book you remember every single element about this and all the other characters that you do see they stand out and yes maybe that is because of Miyazaki's artwork but they all stand out for their reasons and well there is a mythical being that does show up, a group of beings known as the God Folk. And you see their design work is the robot from Laputa Castle in the Sky. It's that original artwork, but it's different and unique. I know I'm saying unique a lot, but there's nothing else I could say. This is this gem that just we found out about or was never released till now. And it's been overlooked and I don't understand why. And I know I'm geeking out about this, but all I'm going to say about uh, Shuna's journey is that it is a experience that should be taken. This is one of those stories that everyone should read, and I personally believe it's one which will transcend ages, and once this becomes popular, people will know about this story, and it will last. It's one you should definitely invest in and buy. This is not one that you read scanlated. This one you purchase the, the book because this book is beautiful, like I said, and it has that smell of new book, of new novel. The dust jacket is glossy and beautiful, and the under 
cover, the cover that's actually the book. It's just a light blue with gold foil lettering. It just says Shuna's Journey, Hayao Miyazaki, and First Second Publishing, but it looks elegant. This is a coffee table book. This is a book that you gift. And this is one you could show non-manga fans, and they will love it. It's one that you could read to kids. And while there is some elements which are rather scary, um, there are depictions of cannibalism in this, of slavery as a major part of this story. It's one which I think a kid who has seen something like Princess Mononoke and Howl's Moving Castle can get behind. You can have a good conversation with kids on this. I think Alex Duke DeWitt did an amazing job translating it and after reading the actual story I actually read the entire notes from the translator which is uh, analysis of the story and the history and it made me want to know more so for all these reasons I have to give Shuna's Journey our highest rating of really 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 cool read this now this is a story you should buy you should buy for a friend this is a gift that you get for Christmas for everybody it's a beautiful edition, and hopefully they never go soft cover because this book deserves to be a hard cover. It is a beautiful book. And that's all I'm going to say about this. So if you've read Shuna's Journey or if you're interested in finding out more, email me, zanspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin, or TikTok me at Spirekin. Let me know what your thoughts are on this amazing story. And with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week. We've got 31 for November 8th, which was yesterday. So we've got Avant-Garde Yumiko, Blue Period Volume 10, By the Grace of the Gods Volume 6, Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest Volume 11, Fly Me to the Moon Volume 14, Free Life Fantasy Online Immortal Princess Volume 2, Go Go Loser Ranger Volume 1, I Can't Believe I Slept With You Volume 3, Love and Lies, Volume 12, the Misaki ending. So I've heard that Love and Lies has multiple endings, so I'm actually intrigued to see how this plans out. I put on the wheel, but it has not come up, but I'm hoping it does eventually. Mal, Volume 8. That's Mal. Uh, might as well cheat. I got transported to another world where I can live my wildest dreams, Volume 4. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Kana's Daily Life, Volume 10. Miss Mayazin would love to get closer to you, Volume 2. Shoko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation, the light novel, volume 19. My repair scale became a versatile cheat, so I think I'll open up a weapon shop, volume 2. My next life is a villainous side story on the verge of doom, volume 5. Orient, volume 11. Pokemon's Journey, volume 4. Rent-A-Girlfriend, the manga box set, volume 1. Sayonara Football, volume 13. Sleepy Princess in the Demon's Castle, volume 19. Something's Wrong With Us, volume 11. Superheroes Volume 9, Tamomo Chan's A Fox Volume 4, The Hero Life of a Self-Proclaimed Mediocre Demon Volume 7, The Most Notorious Talker Runs the World's Greatest Clan Volume 3, Though I'm an Inept Villainous, Tales of the Butterfly Rat Body Swap in the Maiden's Court Manga Volume 1, Tokyo Aliens Volume 1, Wonder Cat Q-Chan Volume 7, World Trigger Volume 24, Yakuza Fiance, Reizwa Tanen Ga G, Volume 1. So those are the manga releases for the week. For me personally, the ones I'm most excited about are going to be Wondercat Q-Chan, Tokyo Alien, Most Notorious Talker, Something's Wrong With Us, um, My Next Life is a Villainous, Miss Miyoko, 
Kazan would love to get closer to you. Might as well cheat. Love and lies. Go, go, loser ranger seems hysterical. And then blue period. Which of the ones you most excited about? Let me know, zanspyarkin.com, or tweet me at Spyarkin. So before we go any further, I'd like to thank you, the listener, who's listening to this podcast right now. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all awesome. And every time I get a message, an email, or even see that you guys are listening, it just gives me more incentive and more reasons to want to keep doing this podcast. Because I've been doing this since 2008, and I love doing this. I love recommending manga, reviewing manga, and just talking about it. So thank you so much. If you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check us out at www.spyarkin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N and I guarantee you find us one way or the other. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, share, subscribe, and more importantly than that, support our Patreon. It helps create more fun content for you to enjoy. We have tons of releases on the Patreon. I'm actually revamping it because apparently there was an error with some of the files, so I'm going through and re-editing everything. So hopefully by episode 500, which is coming up in three episodes, we're going to be caught up to date. But let's see what happens. So with that in mind, actually... Let's get to the part that you have all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review episode. 498. That is three away from episode 500. And we're going to see what happens with that episode because I'm excited about that because not just because it's going to be landing on my birthday, but more importantly than that, it's going to be just a great time. So let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Number eight. So in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga titled Cigarette and Candy. Wonder what that's about. Well, we're going to have to wait for the next episode to find out what that is. But as usual... Hope you guys had fun. I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.